Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. We get asked questions all the time about how to basically win the game on Facebook. So we did our due diligence and asked a couple of friends of ours. We got a great referral for somebody who we here at Top Advisor Marketing have hired to help train our team on really how to unlock some of the secrets of Facebook marketing and Facebook specifically. Her name is Kelly Dutree, and she's the owner and founder of Sweet Honey Marketing. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad we found you. So I'm going to pick your brain about as many topics as I can in the short period of time that we have. So first off, how have you become this guru? I mean, what sort of background do you have? How did you fall into this? Just give us a little bit of a history and then let's dive into the questions. Absolutely. I started a few years ago falling into a position kind of at Google, which was amazing. And I spent a while working with Google ads and being kind of the call-in support for people who were trying to market their business on Google search. After that ended um, and I moved away from that, I discovered I really wanted to learn about Facebook and Instagram ads. And as I dug into it, I became more and more fascinated. So I learned more and more and I just keep consuming more content so that I can just be the best advisor when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads that you can find. So we hired you to help train our team on a couple of different things. Uh, one of them is, is really Facebook ads. And before we get into Facebook ads, let's talk about some of the basics of Facebook, if you don't mind. Like as a financial services professional or a business owner who provides, like you, advice for a living, why is Facebook so important? Facebook is absolutely vital. And when I talk about Facebook too, I want to note that I'm also talking a lot about Instagram because Facebook does own Instagram. And whether you think you need to use it or not, you really do because a lot of your younger um, people are going to be on Instagram, especially the ones who are making more money, which is something that's definitely going to be important to many of you who are looking to get clients who are kind of higher end. But with Facebook and Instagram, most people expect a personality or a brand to have a social media presence. So you absolutely need to have social media pages and you need to be posting to them at least a couple of times a week. You need to get your personality out there and offer information to the people following you. It's absolutely vital that you have that these days. Some people have said, Kelly, that, you know, having a Facebook page, a business page that actually has content on it is as important as having a static web page. What do you think about that? I would agree. Having a website is also important. However, having a Facebook page usually gives you a chance to put content out more regularly unless you have a blog that you're putting or a podcast maybe that you're putting out regular content. And a Facebook or Instagram page allows you to put content out multiple times a day, even little snippets to help people. And people really like that. As a culture, 
our focus and our attention span is getting smaller and smaller. So being able to put out those snippets of information are super valuable to your customers because they can take you in little doses and meet and learn who you are little bits at a time. And I love that about social media. I think that's one of the best components is social media is there to build a relationship over time, right? And uh, and it's it's a relationship that Kirk and I have talked about this on podcasts before. That it's a dating process, not I'm not going from just meeting you to asking you to marry me. How do you help professionals translate their personality on social? So with social media, it's very important to build the like, know, and trust factor. So it is like dating in a way. You're not going to walk up to somebody and be like, will you marry me? As you just said, you want somebody to come across you, start following you and learn to know you. And over time, they learn to like you, of course, and then trust you. And that's how you build these relationships. I help my clients put themselves out there by encouraging not only organic posts, but my zone of genius is paid advertising on social media. So I make sure that your posts and your marketing is going out to the people who are your ideal clients. And the targeting capabilities within Facebook to do that are unsurpassed anywhere else. Some people were really concerned, and I was one of these people, when Facebook had all of this privacy stuff and people started realizing that, you know, all that stuff that you share on Facebook is information that Facebook can use to market to you, which just seemed just so astounding to me that people didn't realize, oh my gosh, you're checking into all of these places that, you know, are clothing stores for plus-sized men, right? right. And oh my God, wait, you're going to give me an ad for plus-sized men? That's an invasion of my privacy. No, it's not an invasion of my privacy. I've been posting this stuff all the time. Anyway, sorry, rant over. But anyway, it is unbelievable how detailed that you can get on Facebook ads specifically. But before we dive into that, I have a big, deep philosophical question for you. So this is the Louie I'm going to throw you today. Okay. Is there actual competition for ad spend like we are told that there is? So average Joe, average Jane advisor on Main Street is trying to get their message out to their general public, right? The, the people in their community. But then a big company like Northwestern Mutual who spends $10 million a month on Facebook, is Facebook going to make a preference to Northwestern Mutual over the Main Street Advisor? So that's a complicated question. The answer is both yes and no. Facebook does run ads on um, a similar platform to, or similar way that Google does in that, you are bidding versus other people for placement. However, with Facebook, because there are so many different targeting options, literally thousands upon thousands, it's extremely unlikely that you're going to have the exact same targeting audience as someone else, as that super large company. Obviously, there will be overlap, but the chances of you having the exact same audience are going to be almost zero. 
So you shouldn't worry that you're competing against them and your ads won't be seen. It's likely that their ads would be seen more because they're spending a lot more money for that data, for that time to show up in the feeds. But that doesn't mean that you aren't going to show up in people's feeds. You definitely will, um, especially with that targeting, as I mentioned, if you're specifically looking for women who are 29 who shop at Target and love drinking Pepsi, that's much more specific probably than a large company. That's interesting. And I love the level of specificity. And, and through our discovery pro process here that we have, Top Advisor Marketing, we try to get as granular as you were just talking about. Because you're right, I don't think that Northwest Mutual, and I'm not picking on Northwest Mutual at all. I just see their ads all the time. Right. You know, they, they are going to spend that much money and they are going to cast a, a rather wide net. So what we try to do is we try to help our advisors really focus on their ideal client. So let's talk about that. So a financial services professional, a person who provides advice for a living, wants to hire somebody like you to help them with an ad campaign. What sort of things should they be thinking about and what level of specificity do you want them to get to to make sure that this ad is going to sing and drive attention to their ultimate call to action? So there are a couple of really important things. Number one, which we've touched on, is targeting. You do need to be really specific. More specific, as you were saying, is usually better. If you get too specific when it comes to ads and you hire somebody, if they're worth you know, what you're paying them, which... I would certainly hope they are. Um, they're going to back up and make it broader if they're having issues with being too specific. But I have never run into that issue before. The more specific you are, the more likely it is that you are going to get the clients you really want. Something I hear a lot, though, is I don't care who my client is. I want everyone to know about me. And I totally get that. Like That makes sense. But... When you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to no one. You need to know who your ideal is. And when it comes to something like financial services, you're probably going to have more than one ideal client. So you may need to create more than one, some people call it an avatar, or more than one ideal client in your head. So you may send the person who's working on ads for you two different profiles or three saying, these are my ideals that I'd like to target. Now, having more than one also will mean that you need to spend more money to show up to those different types of people. But that is probably arguably the most important thing when it comes to your marketing. The other is going to be offering something of value when you're doing your marketing. If you're just putting yourself out there and you're like, hey, I'm Joe, that's fantastic. But what makes me want to stop scrolling in my newsfeed or my Instagram story? What I advise my clients is you need to have what I call a lead magnet. You need to be offering something of value to get people to follow you on social media, as well as sign up for your email list so that you can nurture them with an email sequence. So whether that is a PDF that you're offering to send them if they sign up with some of the top questions for financial advisors, or just a webinar that you're hosting, anything like that, 
you want to be offering something that's interesting to people so that they're willing to stop scrolling, read more, and then sign up. I want to go back to everybody gets to know me. You know, if you've got a million dollars to spend, uh, yeah, everybody can get to know you. But, you know, if you're going to utilize somebody like Kelly and Sweet Honey Marketing, be at the, the level of specificity, I mean, each, each of you, everybody who's listening to this podcast right now can close their eyes and they know exactly who their ideal client is. They know exactly who it is. It's one of the greatest things about marketing and, and, and one of the reasons why we like what Kelly does is because you have a choice when you market. And I want everybody to just pause and think about that for a minute. You have a choice. You don't have to market to everybody. You can market to whomever you want, as niche-focused as you want, because it is your choice. That's how you're going to spend your money, and that's who you're going to attract. So why don't you try to attract the right people? And then when you attract them, you do have to have that funnel system that Kelly's talking about to make sure that we have um, progressively more action-based calls to action, whether it's signing up for a newsletter, listening to a podcast, watch my video series, sign up for my course, uh, you know, just give me your email to download the white paper. And then hopefully at some point they will have consumed enough of your information by all of the other means outside of just ads for them to say, oh my gosh, hey, I really like this Kelly person. She's been giving me so much free information and makes me feel like she's talking directly to me. I really like her. I feel like I know her. I think I'm going to give her a call. So let's talk a little bit more about how we get to people to that stage of, oh my gosh, like I really want to know you and they're going to opt in instead of you having to sell them. Absolutely. And that comes back to that no like, and trust factor. And it also, if you're familiar with funnels, with sales funnels, there are multiple parts of the sales funnel. And it also is called a customer journey. You have the top of funnel and these are people who've never heard about you before, also called cold audiences. These are people that you want to snag, get their attention. So that's what I was talking about with the lead magnet too, is you want to get these people's attention and bring them into your audience network. When you move to the middle of the funnel, if you're picturing a funnel, you're going to have fewer people, but these are your warm audiences or people who probably like you and they haven't quite decided that they want to hire you yet and become your actual client but they want to know more. They want to hear more. And in the middle of the funnel, you need to be doing quite a bit. You need to be building that like and trust factor with them by sending things like email nurture sequences, putting out, you can target with Facebook, specifically people who like your social media pages or are on your email list, or even people who have visited your website and you can pick in any time frame up to a year. You can specifically target those people and you want to, to continue to build that relationship and keep you top of mind. Once they get to the bottom of the funnel, the narrowest part, those are your like hot audiences. And those are the people who've decided, I trust this person. I am ready to hire them and take that next step to becoming an actual client. You can also target those with your ads if you want to, but it's really good with email marketing as well, to continue to send them information to kind of push them over that last barrier. You just defined the sales process in such a fundamentally different way than our audience has been taught in the past. They have to know how to sell. They have to know how to close. But 
if you take people through this funnel process, when they get to the bottom of the funnel, they've already opted in. They're already becoming fans of who you are. They're already in their mind's eye consider you as that person, whether you're a financial advisor, estate planning attorney, real estate agent, plastic surgeon, I don't care what it is. But once you get to those people, and if that funnel works correctly, and if you hire somebody who can help you build an appropriate funnel, that changes. And that is a great, great use of your marketing dollars. All right, where else do I need to go with this? What other questions should I ask you about this stuff? Honestly, anything you like, those were the most important things I wanted to cover. So what kind of questions do you receive from people? Well, so uh, thank you for punting that back because I do have a number of them. Uh, it was fun because uh, as we were preparing for you to be on the podcast, we talked to a couple of our team members. Hey, what are some of the things that you're hearing from our existing clients? Number one is frequency of posting. So you are an expert of all of this and frequency of ads. Uh, how often should professionals post on Instagram and Facebook? You're going to hear a lot of different answers to this question. My personal opinion is at least twice a week. Now you'll notice if you check out my social media that lately I haven't been posting twice a week and that's gonna happen to you sometimes. Some people out there are telling you you need to post three, four times a day. You do not need to do that. You just need to post enough that you continue to get yourself out there. And you can do things um, unlike I did to prepare this time for posting ahead of time. There are apps for you, but I would make sure you're posting at least twice a week. Now let's talk about frequency of ads though, because you know, I much like posting the frequency of posting. I don't want my ads to be annoying. Now Facebook and I know Instagram is very good at this, uh, but Facebook will allow you to say, I see this post too often or this ad too often. Can you control that first off? And if so, how should you? You can control that unless you want to be the one to learn how to use ads manager. That's going to be something that the person you hire for your social media marketing is going to need to keep an eye on and control. Within ads manager, Facebook tells you the frequency in which people are seeing your ad. So one is like once. If it says 15, that means on average that the same person is seeing your ad 15 times. That's way too much. And this has a lot to do with the number of people in your audience and the advertising dollars behind it. So if, Matt, you're seeing an ad too much and you tell Facebook that, it's probably because the targeting being used and the money being spent on it is so great uh, as far as the money, and so narrow as far as the audience, that it doesn't have anybody else to spend the money on. So it's like, I'm just going to keep throwing this ad at Matt. And damn it, I wish they'd stop doing that. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and they should. Their advertising person should be keeping an eye on that. How do you make a, the difference, or how do you differentiate which one of these platforms professionals should use? So let's say you get a call from somebody. Uh, who's in a, who is in a profession, so not necessarily a financial advisor. Let let's say let, let's say that they're a a plastic surgeon, right? Which is a, which is a kind of a different example, but still a high ticket item. Uh, you know, generally something that the wealthy do, unless it's reconstructive. Where should they go? Do do you want to be exclusively on Instagram because a lot of your stuff can be picture based because it's very image focused? Um, how do you help people make that decision? 
there are a lot of factors involved. One of the most important is who your ideal client or customer is. Instagram does tend to be younger people. They also tend to be people who make more money, which is fantastic. So if you were a plastic surgeon, that may be the way to go. Although I wouldn't write off Facebook. And one of the great things about Ads Manager is it helps you make that call. Unless you know going in 100% my people are only on Instagram, Facebook will actually take the dollars that you're telling it you want to spend and allocate it, some to Facebook, some to Instagram. And if it sees that Facebook is not performing well at all, but Instagram is, it will remove the amount it's trying to spend on Facebook ads and dedicate it to Instagram. So you're not wasting money showing ads to people who aren't going to take the action that you'd like them to. All right. Last question that I have for my team, which is pages versus groups especially and and pretty much exclusively on Facebook. How does one utilize that correctly to create a community and which one do you choose? I think that both work really well in tandem. A page is absolutely necessary. And when it comes to things like paid advertising, that's the way you track your followers. Unfortunately, at this time, you cannot go into Ads Manager and say, I want to target people who are a part of this group, but you can say, I want to target people who follow my page. However, I do see that groups work very well when you're building your community and going through the sales funnel. You're moving somebody from that cold audience into your warm audience. You often will see more posts when you're on Facebook that come from groups that you're in. And so you'll have a chance to be seen more by your people. Uh, In addition, I have many clients who use groups for people who have paid to become their clients as a way to narrow down the people who are seeing what they post. So they only want the people who've already opted in to pay them to see this or to be able to interact with each other. So they've created a group for that purpose. That may not be something that a financial advisor will use all the time, but I suppose it's possible in some instances that you could create a group for that purpose. Yeah, compliance loves where there's a group or a page that's actually uh, uh, secured, right? That's a, that you have to opt in and, and there's some questions on the front end. Um, I like the idea of being able to provide people with exclusive advice. People like exclusivity. It's a very powerful sales not just sales technique, but very powerful influence technique. And you know what? Well, I've said this almost on every single solitary podcast, but you know, marketing has fundamentally changed. You have to communicate to your ideal client or prospect in the medium they prefer while they're there with organic content. And if Facebook is where your clients live, if Instagram is where your clients live, if LinkedIn is the place where your clients live, if Twitter, if that's where they live, You need to live there too, because that's where they're going to consume your content. And then you need to have multiple forms of content because some people like blogs, some people like newsletters, some people like email, some people like voicemails, text messages, the podcasts, videos, right? You need to be very flexible, but you need to really know your audience, which is why hiring somebody to come in and ask you the right questions can make such a humongous difference in your marketing spend's effectiveness. Because what a lot of you have out there is what we refer to as Franken marketing, which is just 
a whole bunch of weird pieces that don't really work together. You ever seen Frankenstein walk? It's not smooth. Like he, he's got no, he's got no game, right? And that's how most of your marketing works. But if you have a integrated system where things talk to each other and things are working and building off of each other, just like Kelly was talking about with this funnel, with all of these different components, that's when the game changes. All right, Kelly, we've obviously hired you. Uh, and, and so in this, that's a total shameless plug for your services, but uh, if somebody is hearing this and they say, you know what, I really want to find out more about what Kelly does and, and what Sweet Honey Marketing can do for me, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Absolutely. And I would love to set up a call with anybody who wants to talk. You can visit my website, which is just sweethoneymarketing.com, all spelled out. You will notice it's currently geared towards coaches and course creators, but I feel like financial advisors fall into a coach Absolutely, position. yeah. So think about that. If you want to send me a direct email, you can do that as well. It's kelly at sweethoneymarketing.com. I do want to let you know my first name is spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y, <laughs> just so you don't mess that one up. Magnificent. And they should also probably connect with you on social also, which we'll make sure we have Absolutely. links to all of those things in the show notes. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Matt. I've really enjoyed this. Please, please, please understand that Facebook, just because your fourth cousin from your seventh marriage is really good on Facebook, doesn't mean they know how to use it for business. Just because a college kid is really good and posts really cool pictures on Instagram doesn't mean that she is the person that you should hire for this. There are professionals out there who spend an enormous amount of time researching, keeping up to date on the algorithm changes and what's working and what's not. And we believe that that Kelly at Sweet Honey Marketing is the person that can really help you with that. So, you know, of course, if you have not subscribed, please do. If you know somebody who is struggling with Facebook marketing, it's super easy to share this podcast by clicking that share button below. If you have any sorts of comments uh, or if you'd love to give us a quick rating on iTunes or any of the different players, please take a second to give us five stars. That would be magnificent. And if there is a person who you think would be great on the podcast or a topic you want us to cover here between Kirk and I or some of our other professional network, all you have to do is email me, Matt, at Top Advisor M. That M is for marketing. For Kelly Dutry at Sweet Honey Marketing and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.